Hello, my name is Kennedy, and this is my friend Adrian. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is our first podcast. Um, it's mainly going to be concentrated on trans issues, our experience as trans women of color, <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Jackie, Miss Adrian. <laughs> Um, and just gaslighting gas, <laughs> gas 101 um, and just uh, issues we think are important or just random topics that relate to our lives and our trans experience music, music things. <laughs> and music things too and our goals and aspirations um, and also a lot about Mariah Carey and vocals as Miss Agent just said um, so today's topic um, is New Year's. Today's New Year's. It's January 1, 2021. Um, and we spent New Year's Eve together just lounging, um, sleeping, resting, and eating pizza um, while our family family members are um, celebrating in quarantine, I guess. But as I said, our topic is New Year's <coughs> Day and maybe resolutions we have for this year um a reflection of 2020 um and just anything that comes up so um we'll get started um and i'm gonna take a sip of my water um and i think to me 2020 was a mess um and i think miss adrian can talk a little bit about that too because she's kind of my best friend um and I've been through a lot in 2020 and my gallbladder removed <laughs> then my dad was uh hospitalized for a while because of COVID and my whole family got COVID as well um but then I've also been kind of like learning more about who I am as a trans woman um, and just discovering parts of me that I didn't because of quarantine. So a lot of shit happened, but also a lot of good um, self-discovery. Um, and Miss Adrian, what about you? Um, I also got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> she did it, yeah. Um, Your dad did though, right? Yeah, my dad got COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. I lost my sense of smell mm-hmm. slash taste. Um, I was never officially diagnosed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I had it. <laughs> you think you had COVID? I think I did. When? Um, when I lost my sense of taste. <laughs> was that during the summer? No, when, yeah, when my dad got it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then we didn't. We were in quarantine mm-hmm. for like two weeks. Yeah. <sighs> um... Yeah. That yeah. So we both had the full COVID experience. Unfortunately, actually, you, got, you actually like got in pain. Like yeah, I yeah. I think my experience was a little. I bit, think I had the mild case. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that there's like different, not levels, but experiences of COVID, and I feel like mine was a little like, the full, like you got the full effects. The full. The full. The full. The full experience as a client, um, but it's really horrible. And I remember, I kind of fell into like a mini depression episode, but not more because of like my pain, but it was more because of like your dad, my dad, because we were literally like 
preparing ourselves like okay we're gonna get the call and like we won't be able to say bye or to like physically be with him um but thankfully <laughs> thankfully the universe um didn't allow that to happen and um <laughs> thankfully the universe didn't allow that to happen so um i'm beyond grateful for that um but i think it was more of like the turmoil was like more severe because of like this external um thing that was happening to my dad it wasn't me but i did start therapy and i think um miss adrian and i both had a pretty hectic summer um i don't know for me it was more like about self-discovery and i don't know did you have any self-discovery or like discovering who you are in your trans experience I felt a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, just a lot of the same. Yeah. Same old, same old shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that makes it makes sense because it's like it can be repetitive, especially during mm-hmm. COVID and. Like we all have a similar similar experience to everyone in the world right now. We're just like in lockdown. Um, but like I said, this topic isn't really structured, and it's not really gonna have a structure. It's just gonna be us on long tangents. Wait, so what did you discover? Oh, I think my discovery was a discovery that happened even before COVID. It was more like, why do I care about? being feminine and like why do I care about like what I wear to the grocery store Mm -hmm. like how I present myself or how I'm like performing femininity if that Mm -hmm. makes sense and like now I think at the early stages of my transition it was like I need to be super hyper feminine and I need to like like I need to cater yeah tits (laughs) out and cater to like cis men yeah. and like the world they live in um but now it's more like do you I think don't... that changed because you realized you were attracted to you're more like your attraction is more like wide range in not just cis men I think yeah I think so it's like so I feel like my sexual orientation has become more like questioning or like more of a spectrum and before I transitioned it was like I only like straight men that's like the only thing that like gives me pleasure I guess but now it's more like I find women like men and like non-binary folk attractive it's like it's kind of more like I realize that I have nothing in common with straight men does that help you feel like I'm just trying to Pick your brain. Yeah. Things such as and <laughs> yeah. Um, does so? Do you think that helps you? Um, since you don't have that, since your attraction is more open, you're more like, oh, I don't have to be this feminine thing because I don't have to attract a certain person. 
Yeah, it, yeah. I think so. It was like, it was like I'm not solely catering to straight cis men. It's more like if someone likes me, like I hope it's for who's inside and not for how I physically perform femininity to society or how I present myself. And I feel like I realize that I have nothing in common with <laughs> straight men mm-hmm. and like even a lot of other people. So I think that's what it's kind of um, making the self-discovery a little bit more easier because I'm like, okay, like I like who I am on the inside most of the time. Hopefully other people can see that and um, I can build something from that because why be with someone if you have nothing in common, if that makes sense. Um, what about what about you? What about me? Is <laughs> it like do you feel like you're performing femininity for like society or is it more like who gives a fuck? I feel like I feel like, yeah, it's complicated. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's like it's like a um, it's a it's a very intense question. Like I personally like, I like feminine things. You know, like I like. Yeah. I'm very, as you would say, like. Do you know Cat Black? Or no, never mind. Let me yeah. not reference that. <laughs> um, but just I'm like, I'm very like boring uh-huh. when it comes to my attraction. Like vanilla. Yes, yeah, so vanilla. <laughs> like so traditional. I don't know why. Like I'm uh-huh. not trying to be traditional. Yeah. Um, but just like, I'm super, some, I guess, some, you know, submissive. That stereotypical yeah. <laughs> submissive, like into like that overly dominant. Like sometimes, that. like even though it's to- and like I know it's toxic, you mm-hmm. know, that like overly dominant, protective person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know why I'm like so boring in that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm just attracted to the stereotypical, like muscly, like you know yeah. what I mean. No, yeah, I feel like there's, and I don't know why. Maybe or maybe I just grew up with that in the media or something. Probably right. Yeah, like, nurtured to kind of be that way. I feel like it's nice, like, desiring having protection. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, we both come from different backgrounds, and I feel like my experience is a little bit more different. True. So, like, I feel like my need for protection... Yeah, because you grew up with sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I I grew up with two sisters um, and a brother, and my parents and for the longest time I thought they hated like queer people but it turns out they didn't yeah. <laughs> um, but and, I feel like your situation for was... the longest time I thought I... <laughs> <laughs> my siblings and my family hated queer people and they did <laughs> it's oh, not proven 100% yet though um, right it's not like um, it's, no, a, theor- it's yeah. a theory still. well I know my brother <sighs> One of my because bro- I haven't talked to one of my brothers in like ten years, but yeah, yeah but I don't talk to him because he's a very, uh, from what I know, he's a very um, toxic, 
racist kind of yeah racist slash individual <laughs> just a ign- bad person yeah um, so maybe but, so yeah <laughs> no yeah maybe like it stems like the need for protection stem- stems from like your childhood well yeah like, i'm not a therapist I or think, anything but i just want to um warn everyone um <laughs> No, it is because I know, like, growing up, because my brothers weren't, um, like I said, we're very ignorant growing up. Um, yeah, not, you'd think, like, being the youngest and having three older brothers, you'd think they'd be, have some, feel some need to protect their youngest, but it wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, it was very, like, just very. Yeah, they were very not that. Yeah. So I think... And then, like, I had problems at school sometimes. So mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, I think that's probably why. Because I was like... Even as a kid, I was like, I just want, I just want my prince yeah. to come and save me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that makes total sense. It's like a whole, like, you're, you were kind of missing that in your childhood. And I feel like at times I also felt like that. Like, I... I always felt like I had daddy issues or something, or, like, I felt less connected to, like, this male authority figure in my life, or the patriarchy of, like, needing kind of that protection, but also it was very, it was very toxic in my family, because I feel like at the beginning of my life, my family was very dysfunctional and, like, abusive towards each other, and just, like, a lot of bad history with extended family, so I kind of also feel like I needed I want to crave that protection but then I feel like as I grew up I was like um I kind of want to be my own like protector Mm -hmm. or I want to like I kind of like for me my transition and the relation I have to need a protection is more like I want to protect myself and I don't want to like I don't want to depend on other people for protection and it's like still something I haven't mastered <laughs> so it's like still like yeah it's kidding. still something I'm trying to like learn and develop as a like human skill I guess but yeah it's something that I also kind of desire but not yeah I feel like our desire for protections come are very different but they're also very similar at times mm-hmm. I feel like if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, is it Digging deeper into this. <laughs> is it a physical thing? Like, um, you want a physical protection? Or is it an emotional thing? Because I feel like for me, it's... It can be... Yeah, I think a lot of it is physical. Like, I guess I do want to... I do want to be super cliche. Mm-hmm. And, like want a man to like be able to beat anyone's ass <laughs> that tries to touch me you know a mariah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're, we're we're referencing um the meaning of mariah on itunes i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um but what is that what is that app again on, on on audible go check audible. it out <laughs> um but i think try it three months <laughs> subscription for free i feel like use our sponsor code that we don't have <laughs> <laughs> i feel like I feel like it's both physical. I feel like it's more physical than emotional, the need for protection. Because I feel like at times, like, I'm still self-discovering. But at times I'm like, damn, I wish I did have someone to, like, to go to the grocery store when I have really bad 
anxiety where <clears throat> I don't really have to fear of like someone like doing something crazy like I know we're in 2020 and we're in a pretty progressive part of Oregon but there's still like that fear um of running into someone who's not as understanding of your identity um and I do have those days where I'm like damn it I wish I had someone to Which walk actually, me there's a lot of people like that here who that aren't understanding don't you think in, in, in Hillsborough or in Oregon just in Oregon yeah but I feel like it's not as bad like I feel like Hillsborough is like a mix of like urban and suburban ish uh-huh. and like country yeah. And I feel like it's not like I've lived in country like full out like five hundred people in the, the uh, town, yeah, in the border of Canada where it's like I'm not wearing a dress here or I'm I'm yeah. not like gonna perform femininity. True, 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 true. Uh, but no, actually you're right because there's some places where it's like you just there's just no room. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that like how you said the need for physical protection is probably a factor into it. But I feel like. I'm working on the emotional part where I'm like, I don't, like, need anyone, Mm -hmm. and I, like, I can be my own savior, if that makes sense. But it's pretty hard, it's not, it's not easy, um, but I think that's one of the main reasons why I started going to therapy as well, but, yeah. I think, um, and even going to the, to think deeper. Uh, um, and even going so we talked about um, physical wanting physical protection yeah and I guess it's also I I think I thought that it wasn't emotional either but I do find myself like when I'm emotional um, if I'm talking to like a man or something Mm -hmm. um, I do find myself going to them when I'm sad and feeling like I need a man to talk to at the time, at the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Like, I feel like, yeah, I just feel like, like I said, I'm very, st- I'm very cliche. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Do you, ha- did you ever go through a time where you had a connection with a man and you felt like... <laughs> we're making faces right now because like we know my history with, with know. men um, and but, so were joke. You, but were you ever felt a connection to a man and you felt like when you were sad you wanted to talk to them um just for that masculine energy I, <laughs> or not <laughs> I'm like thinking really hard right now <laughs> And I don't think I've ever, <laughs> ever had that connection that with That type man. of connection. Okay, yeah. um, unfortunately. That makes would, sense. Um, I haven't experienced it, so I don't think I can It's talk. honestly not easy to make that connection either, though, so. Yeah, that it's like, sense. I feel like I don't have that experience yet, so, like, I'm sure if I ever do have it, I'll, like, have a different... Um, like, you could see yourself, if you ever connected to a man, you could see yourself wanting to go to them for emotional things. I think think so but not like because I've I have a sister who's very dependent on her boyfriend and my mother was actually Mm, very dependent on my dad and like almost every female figure in my life has been like they kind of depend on men in this emotional and like um 
economical way as well <laughs> so it's like in my brain as a child I always thought to myself like I never <laughs> want to like depend on an individual for like emotional support because I've seen what someone with that power can do to someone and just mm-hmm. destroy their life and destroy their True. mental health so I feel like I've never tried like I feel like my brain has ever tried to do that because I don't want to be in that position and I'm pretty sure yeah. there are really healthy relationships out there that don't end up on like yeah. that kind of spectrum of a relationship but for me I think because I was so like conditioned to be in that environment mm-hmm. it's like one of the things I have in my list to never do <laughs> um, but I have had times in my life like when I was battling depression um, and suicidal thoughts or like things in my transition where I was like I wish I had someone to talk to and like I'm like I know I'm, I'm like this powerful independent feminine energy but I'm like damn it I wish I had someone to talk to and I'm some lonely right now um but then like my brain is like oh my gosh imagine if you were like in a shitty relationship right now and that person yeah. like basically of the male figures in my life were <laughs> a part of who I am as like a single individual individual in the dating world I would be like fuck this like um my mom was very dependent on my dad and kind of still is um but not like the like money wise thing and like home wise but more like emotional and I saw some pretty fucked up things as a kid um with like their mental relationship and how they kind of navigated their marriage and I think it's one of the reasons why I I feel like I'm afraid of being dependent on someone emotionally and I think that's why I was having such a hard time like thinking of like did I ever feel like that with someone and I also I think as I've transitioned um and as as I've grown up I feel like I don't want to put that burden on people if that makes sense because I feel like when I was younger, I would put a lot of burden on people in my life and be like, I'm so, like, sad right now, and I'm so going through stuff. But it's also... You'll be sad. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and I feel like it's... I'm not saying that it's not nice to have a support system, but for me... It's not what you're looking for right now? Yeah, it's like, I don't want to make people feel like they have a pressure to help me. <clears throat> Because, like, I know that I like being alone a lot of the times. Or, like, I'm, like, I need my space. Like, I need um, kind of my sanctuary in my little room slash RV. Um, but, yeah. I think hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, like, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we... I think that, yeah, a lot of self-discovery on my side and I think maybe you have a little bit of that too um and just I hope I hope that this new year I can maybe get more things in my medical transition started um and hopefully I can improve my mental health because I started therapy because of my (laughs) Um, undiagnosed self-esteem issues um, anxiety um, and just like other things I'm dealing with um, that maybe we can talk a little bit more about in future 
podcast episodes. Um, but I'm trying to improve who I am on the inside, if that makes sense for this year. Um, and trying to be a better human being at the same time. But also trying to live life. Because I watched Soul, the new Pixar movie. <laughs> and the whole point of that movie was to like live your life. Like that you don't have a purpose in life. It's more about your purpose of life is living. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, my purpose in life is art sense. and music and, like, all this. It's, like, your purpose in life is to live your life every day. To live art and music. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that movie was really inspiring. And I think that's I think that's something I'm going to try to keep in this new year of 2021 after we get vaccinated. <laughs> what about you, Miss Adrian? I really want to get, I want to eat healthier things, um, Mm -hmm. just less junk food, because I feel like if you, you are what you eat, so that'll help with my mental state if I'm not constantly eating, um, junk food. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to be a green girl. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like our things are kind of similar. <laughs> like, I want to stop binge eating first. <laughs> That's one of my other goals. Um, but I feel like you're much more healthier than I am. If you if you all knew us, you would get that. <laughs> but, um, I feel like... If all one of you <laughs> listening... Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like those are two good goals to have for this year because it's oh and also I want my career to be stable. <laughs> my like professional design Same. career. Um and hopefully we can both flourish in this new year and hopefully all our turn to get vaccinated <laughs> will be soon. Um and we have health on our side um our family members happiness <laughs> the musical the musical the lyric and book um yes family happiness peace love prosperity <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah it, those are all good things and I feel like when I was a little younger I mean I'm still young <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> but I discount numbers basically but I used to think New Year's res- resolutions were so cringe I thought it was something I don't think I ever officially vocalized one really? yeah Hmm. I think I don't I'm, think I've ever celebrated New Year's with anyone. We kind of didn't like eat it today. <laughs> we kind of didn't eat it today. But <laughs> I wish podcast episodes had facial expressions or screenshots or something. But um, um, yeah, I slept through in the year, and I was watching Veneno and eating pizza, so it's not that bad. Um, but. I feel like 
Wait, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. This is going to be New a common occurrence in our podcast where we um, forget what we're talking about. I don't know. I said I never celebrated it with anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you? Were you talking about your past? I feel like I did, but I wrote them. But I always thought it was super cringe. Oh, I thought I it was wrote, something I like. I, I thought it was something like thirty-year-old white women did. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I thought I just They're thought just white people did. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, a brown little trans girl like me can't. Like, nothing is gonna change. Um, but now I'm kind of starting to believe in the power of me, even though it's, it sounds super cliche. Um, but yeah, I'm taking it more seriously this year. I think. Not more seriously, but more like with hope, but like with more like positivity. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And <laughs> so, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think that was a good. Thank I, th- <laughs> I think that was a good first podcast. podcast podcast episode I think that was yeah we talked we talked about a little bit about who we are our year with COVID unfortunately who we aren't who we aren't as well yeah who we aren't I'm not a Republican (laughs) um and who will never be (laughs) what is be I'm being stupid now by the way okay it's all part of the podcast procedure. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast. But I also talked about my goals or my hopes for this year. And I think you did too. So this is Kennedy Barrera. Cruz de la Montero Cruz. Quintanilla Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> and my good friend Adrian. Um, Adriana Lima. Adriana Lima. Write that down. And. <sighs> This is our fir- first podcast. How about that? <laughs> and we're still coming up with a name, so we don't have an official name. Um, but hopefully, if anyone is hearing this... Memoirs of a lamb. <laughs> Memoirs <laughs> of two trans girls. Um, but hopefully, uh, you can uh, stay connected okay. to this podcast, follow us. Um, I'll probably post yeah. our social our social media <laughs> links somewhere. Um, you should tell them that some about that sometimes we make um uh overly exaggerated feminine voice as a joke. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we make fun of our own femininity <laughs> and you'll be able to understand our sense of humor and our personalities <laughs> a little bit more. You should tell them how you <laughs> Hi! <laughs> it's so cringe. Well, I'll see you guys later. No, <laughs> but that's literally what we do half the time. But um, hopefully, you get to know us a little bit. Get <laughs> hopefully, you get to know us a little bit better. Um, and you get to know about the trans experience, especially coming from two indigenous women living in random Oregon <laughs> but hopefully this reaches someone um, so we'll see you in our next episode bye bye guys kisses Mwah. <laughs>